Well, howdy, folks. Welcome to episode 21 of Do Not Worry. I'm your host, Anthony, coming to you once again from the heart of Beirut in Jaitewe. Uh, this could, there's a possibility that this might be the final episode that I ever shoot here in Beirut. I'm going to be moving to my parents' apartment in Junia in 09, motherfuckers. Uh, so I'm not sure if I'm going to keep my studio here or move everything over there. So this might be the last time I record an episode from here in Beirut. Also, heads up, there's no episode next week. There's not going to be an episode next week. I'm taking a week off because my parents, both of them are moving to the to the U.S. permanently or semi-permanently. Uh, so I'm going to be spending a lot of time with them. My sister is coming over from the U.S. for a few days to help them move. So I'm just going to have a lot on my plate. I'm going to be spending some quality time with the family. So no episode next week. Hopefully this episode holds you over until then. And uh, you can catch up on the older videos if you haven't seen them. Uh, guys, as usual, please take a second to like this video. Uh, leave a comment. Engage with this video. Your engagement is extremely, extremely helpful for this channel. Uh, anytime you guys leave a like, leave a comment. It helps uh, the video appear on the recommended section. So uh, definitely a great help for a small independent channel like mine. Subscribe to the channel if you have not done so yet. Become a Do Not Warrior. I'm launching a second podcast at the end of this month or the beginning of July. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have an awesome co-host. Uh, we're planning everything out right now. So you definitely do not want to miss out on that. So subscribe to the channel to be the first to know when that drops. Uh, folks, we got a lot of interesting topics this week. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. I'm talking about Tufiluk, Daddy Foodie, and Joseph Shada all in this one episode. They're all people I've talked about just over the last few weeks in the, in the last few episodes. Just a lot of shit happened this week, okay? I'm not trying to harp on these people all the time. Uh, and, and Joseph Shada, I honestly don't have anything bad to say about him this week. We're just going to be... He made a TikTok about me thanking me for talking about him a couple of episodes ago and clarifying some things that he had said. So we're just going to talk about that. But yeah, in terms of topics, we're talking about uh, crazy restaurant prices in Lebanon. What's happening with the prices? We're going to look at some of that stuff. Uh, there's a girl who pushed a bear to protect her dogs. That's pretty badass. We're going to react to that footage. Uh, Daddy Foodie left a really creepy comment on a before and after plastic surgery photo. I've never seen anyone do that before, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, Tufiluk, I talked about him plagiarizing a bunch of stuff last week. We have video evidence of him plagiarizing a TikTok. So we're going to talk about that this week. Uh, Joseph Shada, as we've mentioned before. And I'm going to give you guys a review of the Friends reunion uh so without further ado let's get kicked off so for the first topic uh there's this post there's this picture that went viral on twitter all over whatsapp all over social media uh, someone ordered a beef shawarma sandwich and a chicken shawarma sandwich from a restaurant called im sharif uh, and the bill turned out to be 146 thou so the beef shawarma cost 98 thou 98 uh, Lebanese liras and the chicken shawarma was 48 thou. So, I mean, those are probably the most expensive shawarma sandwiches in the country. So that stuff went viral. Now, I, I've never ate from Im Sharif. I hear it's a pretty good restaurant, but I've heard it's always been relatively expensive. Obviously, now is a different story given the, uh, the whole exchange rate. But like to be fair, I've never tried their place. Uh, if you guys would like to rectify that over at Im Sharif, I'm open for some food. I'm just kidding. Or am I? Uh, so that made me kind of want to kind of talk about food prices in Lebanon. I order out a lot. I live alone. Uh, I don't really have a lot of time to cook. I, I don't like to cook much. It just takes too much time to prep the cleaning. It's just too much of a hassle. 
Uh, and I lived in the States for like eight years all by myself. I cooked a lot over there. So when I came back here and I had my family here, I was like, you know what? I'm never going to cook again. Uh, now that my parents are leaving, though, I'm, I'm very afraid. I'm very afraid. But anyways, I opened up a few menus on uh, Zomato just to compare some of the prices of the most common restaurants I would figure that people order from. So I have Crepeway open. Everyone likes Crepeway and the prices are comparable to Roadster if you prefer Roadster. Uh, I have McDonald's open, everyone's favorite fast food restaurant. Melikatawu, pretty common and popular restaurant. Uh, Spiced and Sliced, since like they're a pretty good reference for shawarma sandwiches. And two more expensive uh, sort of plat du jour type restaurants like Mariul and M. Sharif. M. Sharif is a Lebanese restaurant. But let's start with Crepeway, for example. So scrolling down the menu uh classic burger at crepeway is now 48 thou um which you know back in the day that would have been 30 dollars uh, I, I don't think that includes fries or, or or a drink or anything so 48 thou will get you a classic burger from crepeway uh, a chicken avocado sandwich 44 thou uh and by the way just i'm not shitting on any restaurant for increasing their prices i understand the situation in lebanon i understand that like meat is now 120 thou per kilo of beef we have it's literally the most expensive kilo of beef in the world now so i understand restaurants having to raise their prices because prices all over the country are, are all over the place so this isn't an indictment i'm sure some restaurants or maybe even many restaurants are taking advantage of the situation and maybe rising raising prices more than they should i don't know i'm not getting into any of that right now let's just look at the prices and just kind of you know figure out how it is so uh, here they have a bunch of sandwiches for 25 thou, which relatively now feels cheap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I honestly, I'm having a hard time even remembering what we used to pay for food. Like, I'm getting so used to these prices that I'm starting to forget what stuff used to cost. But like, yeah, look, a quinoa strawberry salad is 53 thou at Crepeway. That's insane. A, a chicken Caesar salad with, with the chicken tenders in there. 46 thou for a chicken salad basically a shrimp caesar salad 59 thou at crepeway god damn bro a chicken caesar a regular chicken caesar is 48 thou so again the equivalent of like 33 dollars back in the day if you have fresh dollars though that 48 thou is like four bucks to you so you know what i mean it's it's really it really all depends on how much money you have and what kind of money you're paid Switching over to McDonald's. Jesus fucking Christ, McDonald's. It's kind of depressing looking at the prices at McDonald's. So any kind of meal, basically, the small meal is going to be 35000 or 34000 So here, a McChicken burger meal is 34000 uh, If you try to, you know, if you go to a large meal, that's 37000 Sorry, medium meal. So if you go to a medium meal, that's 37000 And if you go to a large meal, that's 40000 or 41000 for most burgers. Uh, yeah, that's pretty insane. Okay, so if you're just getting a double cheeseburger, the small little double cheeseburger that used to cost like three or four bucks, it's now 25 thou. Now again, if you earn money in dollars in Lebanon, that's two dollars for you. Uh, if you earn, you know, at, at 1500, that's almost 20 bucks for a little double cheeseburger. You know, that's insane. Uh, the little uh, beef burger, that the one that costs a dollar in the US and that used to cost about, you know, maybe two dollars here. It's now 9,000, a cheeseburger, the little one, sandwich without anything else is 10,000, and a chicken burger, the little one, is 10,000. The filet o fish is 26,000. That is almost $20. That is like $18 for filet o fish, if we're counting the official rate of 1,500. If you think that's expensive, look at the prices for the nuggets, okay? Chicken McNuggets, 
Six chicken McNuggets are 22,000. You want nine nuggies? You want some of those nuggies? 25,000 for nine nuggies. Oh my God. Melika Tau has always been known for its massive, you know, shishtau sandwiches. Massive and affordable. It was the people's shishtau restaurant. You know what I mean? Uh, what, like, how much did a shishtau sandwich at Melika Tau cost? Like 5,000. Then eventually it became like six, then seven thou, but it was always extremely affordable. The large tau sandwich is now 23 thou at Melika Tau. Again, I'm not blaming any of these restaurants for raising their prices, but yeah, it's now unaffordable for a lot of people. For like 50% of the country, this food is now unaffordable. 23 thou for Melika Tau. Like that's when you know things have gone fucked up is when Melika Tau sandwiches are 23 thou. If we go to Spiced and Sliced, um, now, and I know before you guys say anything, I know it's affiliated with, I think the owner of Spiced and Sliced is the son of the Kababji owner, who I know they're shared, they're like, there's there's like government people in there, like Frangie or, or Sanyura. I think there's Sanyura people involved in there. So I know, I know, but let's just use it as a reference for like shawarma sandwiches right now. The meat, the original meat shawarma sandwich is 24 thou. Uh, if you want to get the larger size, it's 26 thou. So 26 thou for a beef shawarma sandwich. Uh, a chicken shawarma sandwich is also the same price, uh, 24 thou for the regular size, 26 thou for the big price. To compare, a shawarma sandwich used to cost anywhere from like 5 thou, maybe up to 8 thou at, at the most. And Spice and Slice was very affordable when it first opened. Like I remember ordering from there a few times, you'd get a side of fries, a sandwich, and like a side of hummus, extremely affordable. It is now way more expensive. Again, unless you own, unless you have dollars. If you have dollars, this stuff is cheaper than ever. Now there's a couple of other restaurants, like there's this restaurant called Mariul. Uh, now this has always been kind of expensive, but now that prices are crazy everywhere, it's even more expensive. So if you wanna get like a beef shawarma taco, that's 45,000. Los Pollos Hermanos taco, 33,000. Sandwich, their beef shawarma sandwich is 45,000. So, I mean, compared to, to M. Sharif, that is very, uh, affordable in terms of mains like a siadiyu which is a traditional like lebanese or arab meal with rice and fish and stuff is 65 thou a plate of siadiyu a plate of mughrabi is 55 thou so i mean again as you can tell expensive prices for dishes that are very common very you know shabi traditional dishes um again not blaming anyone for these prices but uh you know im sharif uh, by the way i'm not sure if this menu is updated uh, this is just the one I found on Zomato. Uh, tabbouleh is 27,000. Fatouche salad is 27,000. Plate of hummus is 27,000. Usually at restaurants, a hummus plate used to be around like, I don't know, man, like 7,000 to like 10,000. Uh, again, I'm starting to forget. Mluchiyeh. Um, Mluchiyeh is 28,000. That's not bad, I guess. I don't even know anymore. Sandwiches. So a falafel sandwich is 32,000. That is pretty fucking crazy. So a falafel sandwich... Well, actually, now it's about like 10,000 in Lebanon, 8 to 10,000. So this is about three times the price. Uh, Shishtau sandwich, 48,000. Grilled meat sandwich, 75,000. Kibbe skewers, 55,000. Burger, 95,000. So that is like $60 at the official rate. Um, Goddamn, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And as we mentioned, the shawarma sandwich is 98,000, the beef shawarma sandwich. Anyways, I don't mean to shit on any of these restaurants. Again, I, I, I get it. Almost every single restaurant has raised their prices in one way or another. Uh, it is just unfortunate that this is where we've gotten, you know. Uh, so like Im Sharif, while that is an extreme example, definitely an extreme example, um, it applies everywhere. It is very hard to afford 
eating out unless you have dollars or even if you have dollars at 3,900 at that rate, you're still better off. But everyone else is majorly fucked. This is pretty random. I, I came across this today on Twitter very randomly. Uh, there was like this bear that showed up in California in someone's backyard. And the, this, these family dogs ran towards the bear. Uh, and then like the bear was attacking the dogs. Then this girl just runs over and pushes the fucking bear away. It's fucking badass from the girl. Even kind of badass from the dogs. And the bear is still kind of cute. Like the bear is just chilling there with her babies trying to get, get them some food. So let's check out the video. And by the way, for everyone who was complaining last week about the cable management situation, this is for you, okay? It's much better. So you see the bear showing up with the two little adorable cubs, by the way. Like they're fucking adorable. And you hear the dogs barking. Dogs with something ain't right. Boom. Bam. Bear swipes, swipes again. Goes for the little dog. Look at that girl. Bam! Fucking shoves the bear. <laughs> Dude, this girl is such a badass. Okay, how fucking badass is she? She just fucking runs to the bear, bro, and shoves the shit out of the bear. Not even asking questions. Let's let's check that out again. Let's watch that again. Look how casually that bear is just walking, like, on that fucking thing. Oh, man. Boom! Got the dogs coming. Look at the little cubs running away. <laughs> Dude, the way that girl charges at the bear, bro. And those little dogs are such badasses, too. Like, the little dogs aren't taking any shit, man. They're, like, fucking... Barking at that bear. It's I love dogs. They're so adorable. Honestly props to that girl like that is such a fucking badass fucking G move Seriously, goddamn, bro. I just wanted I really don't have much to say on the situation, but it was such a cool video uh, Such a badass chick and uh, badass little dogs But I do have to say like a big part of me feels very bad for the bear like she's kind of adorable her cubs are adorable It's not their fault that they're ending up in human neighborhoods We keep you know with deforestation and we're taking over the wildlife's land So they don't really have anywhere to go anymore to hunt to find food to feed their kids So it's not the bear's fault for ending up in that in that neighborhood So I feel for you bear, you know, we're, we're team Harambe over here So I'm always gonna take the side of wildlife, but that girl had to do what she had to do to protect her dogs, and that was pretty badass. Guys, gonna have to apologize in advance uh, for talking about Daddy Foodie again. The infamous Daddy Foodie, but he did something super creepy this time, okay? And I can't not talk about it. He let guys, okay, I've seen a lot of creepy shit in my day. Uh, but this 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 has got to take the fucking cake. So some one of you, okay, the viewers, again, I can't take the blame for talking about Daddy Foodie. You guys send me all of this stuff via Instagram, on Twitter, and all of that. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, so someone sent me this post by Dr. Ahmad Mu'allid, who is a plastic surgeon who has a page on Instagram where he posts before and after photos of his clients. And he had this picture of this lady who got probably like, uh, I don't know, like some kind of injections or something in her butt to make it a little bit bigger. Uh, so we had that picture up and one of the comments was daddy foodie and it just said perfection with a burger emoji next to it Now like I said, I've seen a lot of creepy shit in my day But I've never seen anyone getting off and getting turned on By a before and after plastic surgery photo Like that's just fucking weird and like you you can if even if you want to get turned on by this like do it in secret 
Do you have to leave a public comment on Instagram for everyone to fucking see? Like, dude, like, if you want to be creepy, at least try to be discreet. Not that I'm encouraging people to be creepy or to try to be, like, creepy discreet, but, like, what the fuck, dude? What's up with the public, like, perfection? Like, you, you... Ha and I don't want to hear the whole, like, but Anthony, what if he's just talking about the plastic surgeon's work and that's perfection? I mean... Why does he have burger buns next to it? You know what I mean? He's clearly talking about that ass. It's just so weird. It's just so fucking weird. Like, did you know the show Dr. 90210 on E? I used to love that fucking show. You know, Dr. Robert Ray and all of that following the life of a plastic surgeon. Imagine jerking off to that. That's so fucking weird. Oh my God, bro. And like, there's a, there's a lot of stories about Daddy Foodie being a creep. There's a story that I know that happened with a friend of mine. I'm sure there's hundreds of these comments all over instagram i'm sure there's tons of dms that he sent people you know what i mean uh there's i have like a couple of examples here that someone sent me i didn't feel like doing a bunch of research like here there's a picture of a lady climbing out of a boat and he says amazing and the pic isn't bad either with you know tongue coming out of the mouth uh there's this other photo of that same lady climbing out of a boat you can i mean you can kind of see her butt he's like postcard bro now i don't know if he's friends with a photographer or whatever but still, and he's constantly posting sexually suggestive uh, stories on his Instagram. Like, uh, like, check this out. The difference between thank you and thank you very much. <laughs> Small boobs and big boobs. <laughs> and then like a few minutes after he posted that, he posted him listening to a Kanye song where the lyrics are, you got these motherfucker D's, Rosie Perez. Like, bro, like what kind of brand is that? Just like all sex and ass and like, I thought you were a foodie. Like, what the fuck is up with that? The food and the sex and like, he's, he's a family man. He's got a family and like, I don't understand it, bro. This shit's fucking creepy and you shouldn't be doing shit like that on the internet for your family to see. It's kind of embarrassing. And his content is like, so if you look through his stories, it's like his Instagram page has an identity crisis. A couple of them are about food. Then he's selling you watches. Then it's a picture of his family. Then it's like a sex joke. What the fuck is this, bro? What the fuck is this? I guess when you buy half of your followers, you don't really give a fuck what content you put out. But anyways, that's just the latest in the creepy chronicles of Daddy Foodie. And again, Daddy, as I said, I'm keeping an eye on you. My Do Not Warriors are keeping an eye on you. You can't get away with shit. Ain't nothing you can do without us finding out about it. So I guess stop leaving creepy comments on before and after plastic surgery photos, bro. What the fuck? I know what you guys are thinking. We talked about Tufiluk last week and plagiarism even came up in the last episode as I was talking about Tufiluk, but this story kind of blew up and I had to talk about it. I don't like letting people getting away with plagiarism. We highlighted Daddy Foodie when he tried to plagiarize the burger show for his burger show. So we, we're not going to let Tufiluk get away with this. So there's a Lebanese TikToker by the name of Basit Nation, uh, Georges Hazard. On TikTok, he also posts his stuff on Instagram and stuff. He dropped a TikTok a few weeks ago that Tufiluk completely plagiarized and ripped off. And then George dropped a TikTok highlighting that Tufiluk ripped him off. Let's watch all of the TikToks. The original one, Tufiluk's version, and then George Hazard's TikTok calling out Tufiluk. So here is the original TikTok. Maule, 
اللوح نفس الاكزرسيسات هن ذاتهم هن ذاتهم تا اخر شيء تجيبوا لي معدل 10 سور 20 كيف معدل الصف 10 سور 20 كيف هيدي؟ سنت الماضي نفسه هو ذاته فحص هو ذاته الفحص اعطيته التلاميذ وجابوا معدل 15 سور 20 كيف طيب؟ ولجاد جايب 10 كل خصاتك جايب 18 كيف بتجيب 10؟ كيف هيدي؟ مبسوطين بتضحكوا ورا؟ <تصفيق> Okay, so that was the original one. Now let's check out Tufi Luke's version. Maul, Maul, every day I have to study for hours. Every day I have to study for hours from my heart. Till the end, I have to give you Maul, and the last one is Maul. امبارح حللنا هو ذاته نفسه ذاته تجيبوا لي اخر شيء معدل 10 على 20 كيف؟ سنه الماضيه عملت نفس الفحص وجابوا التلاميذ معدل 15 على 20 والله صار لي 15 سنه بعلم بحياتي ما شفت صف هيك يا عيب الشوم اول مره بحياتي بتصير انت جاد بتضلك تجيب 20 على 20 مش خجلين جبت 9 على 20 Now let's see uh, Basit Nation's TikTok calling out to Filuk for ripping him off. معقول 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 كل يوم بشد الدرسكم ساعة كل يوم بيجي بعلمكم ساعة كل يوم ساعتين من قلبي من قلبي Got you, motherfucker. Bro, bro, كلمة كلمة يعني copy paste مش إنه شيء هيدا واحد. اثنين هيدا تاني فيديو أردت لي أول فيديو أردت لي تبع المشاريع الجامعة. ثلاثة قلت له حط لي كريدت ساينس تف. امشوا عميل حط لي at space بسيط نيشن. أنا عم يتزاك علي ما فيك تكبس علي فكرني مستول. أربعة كل الكومنتس عميل السوبورت وكل ال وأنا الكومنت حط حاطه يلو عطيني فيك ردس جاي وعليه شيء ميت لايك ما حيون مش بس هيك عرضتهم بلوك للي عاملين لي سوبورت خمسة حكيته دي أمس قلت له قلت له شو بك خي قال لي برو ما هيدي قرأتها من كرياتر في نسوي مترجم أنا إيه منيحة 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 I gotta say, I really like this guy because a I love it when people call someone else out like he could have easily just stayed quiet about it. He was like, fuck now, nah, bro. I love the video that he made just comparing both. He's got both on top of each other. You can clearly see it with your own eyes. Like, Tufiluk literally ripped it off 100%. Like, copy-paste. He even wore the same fucking clothes. He used the same numbers, like 10 out of 20. Ashra al-Ashin, 15 Jad. Like, bro, what the... F and then... And then he mentioned that like Tufiluk didn't give him credit and then when he did give him credit When you check out Tufiluk's Instagram Now you can click on Basit Nation He fixed it, credits to Basit Nation I'm gonna be honest with you guys and I'm not trying to blow any smoke up my own ass But when I first did my Tufiluk parody a few, Like three months ago or four months ago now My Tufiluk special episode So many people were like warning me about going after Tufiluk and so many people were afraid of him. A lot of industry people, people who you would never think were afraid of a guy like that, were like, dude, watch out, Tufiluk. Ever since that video came out, I feel like people are way more comfortable in calling him out for shit. No one gives a fuck anymore. So A, I'm happy about that. I'm happy that no one takes Tufiluk seriously at all anymore. And B, you can be inspired by someone 
and give them credit. You can be inspired by someone's idea, do something similar, best make it your own, change it up. Hey, what Tufiluk did is literally, he took someone's idea, stole it, and then put it on his Instagram, and then he got all the likes, he got the follows, he got the subscribers, and he does that all the time. He steals tweets, like we talked about Grave Jones's tweet. His clubhouse bio is stolen from Basil on Twitter. He steals TikToks, even that thing that got him in trouble for do, for, with the Lebanese passport. He stole that from someone else. Nothing Tufiluk does is original. So you have to ask yourself, why the fuck is the guy famous? He just takes stuff other people does and reposts it, doesn't give people credit. And he has over 300 and like, what, 40,000 followers? It's fucking mind-blowing, bro. It is fucking mind-blowing that these people with such a big audience, they just fucking steal shit. He doesn't give a fuck. Even when people call him out, he doesn't give a shit because he knows in two, three days, everyone's going to forget about it and move on. If someone leaves a comment, like George said, he fucking blocks them. Tufiluk has blocked a lot of my supporters, a lot of my followers. He, he blocked me on Instagram. So all he does, he'll just block someone who, who calls him out for the truth. You know what I mean? And then his dumbass followers will keep thinking that he comes up with all this shit. It's, uh, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. And like, it's kind of illegal. You know what I mean? You shouldn't pe steal people's ideas. You shouldn't steal their content. And yeah, what a fucking sleazebag. What a sleazebag. And props to uh, Basit Nation for not fucking taking this shit lying down. And for speaking out against it. So, yeah, we got you too, Filuk. Uh, this is just a quick update. Uh, if you guys will remember, uh, I've talked about Joseph Shada, who is a famous TikTok personality here in Lebanon. A very unique and special person, I'll just say that. Uh, he made uh, some TikToks that I commented on a while back, talking about dating underage girls. Uh, then I, I kind of fucked with him over that. Then he made some TikToks clarifying those comments that he made. Then I mentioned in another episode of my podcast, I mentioned his comments and gave him some credit for clarifying, uh, you know, just because I thought it was the right thing to do. You know what I mean? I like to give people credit when they do something nice. Well, Joseph Shada saw my episode of the podcast giving him credit, and he took it upon himself to make a TikTok thanking me for giving him credit. Here was the caption. He says, thank you for mentioning me on your podcast and giving credit. And let us watch the TikTok that he made. He basically cut up a bunch of parts where I talk about him on my podcast and posted it on his TikTok. Let us watch it together. في اهالي صايرين اول ما بيخلق الولد يعملوا له بروفايل على السوشيال ميديا وينزلوا له صوره من دون اي احترام لخصوصيته جوزيف شادا has released two recent tiktoks and actually i'm going to give joseph shada some credit for that that was kind of in reference to the video i made about a young little baby whose parents are like using her as a product on instagram to sell clothes She's, they're not the only parents to do that to their kid but he's kind of talking about something similar check that out i want to give him some credit for these videos man okay i want to i want to give him credit for clarifying some of that other stuff in that other video uh but i also like the fact that he's discouraging parents from from having their kids on instagram at an early age and from using them he's taking the right steps in honor of Joseph Shada doing the right thing, I gotta be honest with you guys. I never thought I'd live to see the day where Joseph Shada would be talking about me on his TikTok and would have a whole TikTok dedicated to me. So what I would like to do now is take a moment to give Joseph Shada some credit for making a TikTok, giving me credit for giving him credit for doing the right thing. See that? Ball's back in your court now, Joseph back in your court. I wanted to say thank you. A, I find it cool that you're watching the podcast. I have a feeling you're going to be watching this episode now. You know, these are definitely strange times. You know, we got 
the Pentagon talking about UFOs. You got me defending Tufiluk in episode 20 of the podcast. You got Joseph Shada making TikToks about me, Anthony, his arch nemesis. Interesting times. Uh, will they lead to even more interesting events? Hmm, stay tuned, folks. Okay, folks, friends. Friends. Let's talk about friends for a second. Now, as you guys know, if you guys watched the early episodes of my podcast, uh, I used to go over the Lebanese Netflix top 10 and friends was usually always in the Lebanese Netflix top 10. It's this evergreen show. People are always happy to watch it. I know like seven people who watch friends on a daily basis. Like that show is still a phenomenon. I know it was canceled in 2004, but like people still fucking love friends. And I'm the kind of person who makes who tends to make fun of people who watch Friends all the time, but that is not to say that I don't like Friends. So granted, I make fun of people who watch Friends. I like to poke fun at the series. I like to tease people who watch it all the time. Anytime I see it on the Netflix top 10, I am going to make a joke about it. But I got to be honest, Friends is a fucking fantastic show. Like me just being completely objective, I fucking love friends like and just being honest i think it is in the top three greatest sitcoms of all time like it's up there with seinfeld and with like the office probably i'd say those three are the funniest sitcoms ever made it is incredibly witty like the writing on that show is fucking fantastic it is flawless you can hardly sit through an episode without laughing out loud a number of times the casting is fantastic every single character is perfectly cast in their role you can't think of these characters played by anyone else. It truly is a fantastic and incredible show. So I just want to make that clear to my viewers. Uh, it's a fucking awesome show. And as much as I'm going to fuck with people who watch Friends and stuff like that, no one can take that away. Even if you don't like Friends and even if you don't find it funny, you can't deny how good of a show it is. Those are just my two cents. And by the way, if you're wondering who my favorite friend is, it's always been Chandler. It's always going to be Chandler. Chandler's the funniest. So I thought it'd be fair to talk about the Friends reunion. It was all over social media. Everyone on the planet was extremely excited about that reunion. So I thought it was only fair for me to talk about it. Now, what did I think of the reunion overall quickly before getting into the good, the bad and breaking it down in detail? I liked the reunion overall. I thought it was a cute, fun, fine reunion. But overall, I think it, it was slightly a missed opportunity. I think it would have been better to they could have still done that reunion the whole like sitting with James Corden and all that, although I hate James Corden, but they could have still done something like that while still at least delivering one traditional Friends episode. And I know that they said like, if we were to do an episode, we'd have to unwind so many plot lines. And, and I, honestly, I think that's just an excuse. I think you could have easily done an episode where they all find themselves at like a retreat for a vacation. They haven't hung out in a few years. They're all back together and you shoot an episode that way. Some of their kids are involved, goofy shenanigans. You don't have to get into their personal problems or life troubles or stuff like that. I think they could have done it. And I'm gonna speculate as to why I don't think they did that. But that's what I think they should have done. But overall, it was nice seeing them again. It was emotional. I teared up a few times, even though I'm not the biggest Friends fan in the world. It's just hard. I, hey, the older I get, the more emotional I get when I watch stuff. It, is, it has become very easy to make me cry when watching something. I don't like that. That's kind of a problem. But I do think it was fine overall. It lacked some, it lacked some punch, I would say. Uh, it felt a little bit awkward at times. It felt a little bit cheap at times. And like I mentioned, it kind of felt like a missed opportunity. But overall, 
I can't complain too much. Now, I'm going to talk about the good. What did I mostly like about it? Well, A, and I'm going to read off my notes. It was nice to see the cast again. You know, it was nice to see what these guys are up to. Most of them had a bunch of Botox done. I think it's safe to say that Matt LeBlanc and uh, Lisa Kudrow, you know, Phoebe and Joey, looked the most normal. Matt LeBlanc looks literally like has not done anything to himself. Uh, the biggest culprits of the, the, the plastic surgery, I say, I'd say, were Monica and Ross. You know, the, the, a lot of Botox guys. And Jennifer Aniston, too, as well. But it's great to see them again. It's great to see them genuinely being happy around one another. It was very emotional to see fans from all over the world sharing their stories. Fans from India, fans from Africa, fans from, like, Australia, wherever. People just sharing their stories. Because, again, we all know someone like that. We all know, like, 30 people here in Lebanon who are obsessed with friends. Quick note, we saw David Beckham, who still looks like he's 22 years old. How the fuck do you do it, David Beckham? Okay, how many, how much children's blood are you drinking every morning to maintain that young physique? There was also a moment where Ross and Monica's parents from the show, I forgot their names, like the actors who played them showed up and mentioned how like they considered the actors to be like their real kids. That was actually very sweet and very emotional. Matt LeBlanc, I loved seeing Matt LeBlanc. Like, Joey was never my favorite character on the show, but Matt LeBlanc is by far my favorite actor of all of them. Like, watching him, he really felt like a normal, regular dude. Everyone started calling him, like, the uncle on Twitter. And he really did feel like an uncle, like a lovable uncle. Loved Matt LeBlanc. Hilarious. Such a down to, felt like such a down-to-earth dude. There were a couple of moments and segments in the uh, reunion that were fun. Like, the trivia part was pretty fun. Uh, the Smelly Cat performance with uh, Phoebe and Lady Gaga was pretty cool. And actually, I called it when, when Phoebe was playing Smelly Cat all alone. I was like, they're going to bring in a fucking choir to join her. Y'all just wait and see. Lady Gaga walked in. I was like, oh, okay, they might not do the choir. Then two minutes later, boom, choir comes in. I was like, fucking called it. There was a scene where Matt LeBlanc was giving credit to uh, David Schwimmer, who plays Ross, for his acting in the leather pants scene where he's trying to get the leather pants on but they're too tight so he puts the cream and then it forms a paste and i actually agreed with matt leblanc because that is one of my favorite scenes and when like ross is like it's forming some kind of a paste still not coming on man and the lotion and the powder have made a paste i've always found that to be one of the funniest lines and one of the funniest moments in friends so for matt leblanc to call out that scene in particular i just loved that selfishly and there was an extremely interesting fun fact that I guess I learned for the first time. I don't know if, if, if you know, hardcore fans of the series already knew that, but David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston kind of had a thing for each other. So Ross and Rachel actually had a crush on each other in real life. And that just makes the show take on this entire extra layer. And it makes it all the more interesting. Now, every, anytime I ever watch a scene between Ross and Rachel, I'm now going to interpret so much more into it because now you know that the actors actually had this deep love for one another that they never really felt that they could act upon, either because each one of them was already in a relationship when they ever tried to get together or, you know, the fact that they worked together made things complicated. But what a fascinating thing to know. At least I found it incredibly fascinating. And it adds such a real and palpable layer to the Ross and Rachel saga. I felt kind of sad for them. Although they're like the two richest, some of the richest TV actors and actors of all time. These guys still make millions of dollars every year on residual checks for friends. 
I kind of felt bad for them in a weird fucking way. Let's quickly talk about the bad. I have to mention this and I hate mentioning this, but Matthew Perry. Now, Matthew Perry has struggled with addiction uh, for many years. Uh, I think like alcohol, drugs, all sorts of shit. I, I, I feel very bad that he had to go through that, but you can kind of tell that he was still struggling in this episode. Uh, he's the person who spoke the least when he did speak his mouth and like his tongue was extremely heavy. He was slurring his words, barely able to speak now. They came out and said that he had like dental surgery and stuff. Look, I'm, I don't want to be a dick, but I don't buy that at all. Okay, what are the chances that the one dude who's had, who's struggled a lot with addiction over the past few years, just so happened to have dental surgery before the reunion and was slurring his words? It wasn't just, he looked out of it, okay? He barely talked, his body language was off. Um, I honestly hope Matthew Perry's doing well. I fucking love Chandler. I hope you're doing good, Matthew Perry, man. But like, it was very distracting seeing him there. It was very sad seeing him doing like that. I, I, you, I thought he might've gotten better over the years. I don't think so. Now again, I have no knowledge of his fucking addiction and stuff, but it just seemed to me that he was really, really, really out of it and I could feel it. And I was mentioning earlier that I really think that they should have done an actual episode for the reunion. I think that Matthew Perry is the reason they're not able to do it. I really think he's way too out of it at this point. He's way too addicted to stuff that he can't perform the way he used to and he's just gonna be too fucked up on set. I honestly really think that is the main reason why they don't do a traditional reunion. I might be completely off base. This is just conjecture. This is just what I think. But I think Matthew Perry is unable to, to come back and perform in order for them to do uh, a traditional reunion. Uh, they had a modeling segment. Uh, I fucking hated that. It felt so out of place. Uh, random fucking cameos by like Justin Bieber and stuff. Incredibly stupid. Thought that was a waste of time. Uh, and James Corden. I hate James Corden. Anytime you put James Corden in anything, he and Russell Brand are like two people that I absolutely cannot stand. Uh, so anytime Russell Brand shows up somewhere or James Corden, I'm going to hate whatever thing it is. So those were my biggest negatives. And the fact that I think it should have been a more traditional episode reunion rather than a, you know, whatever the fuck they ended up doing. So in conclusion, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fine. It was kind of sad though, because now Friends is really, really over. And I think, I think Monica says that at some point in the reunion, but like, when Friends ended in 2004, there was always the allure of a reunion. Like, are you guys, when's the reunion happening? When's the reunion happening? When are you guys going to do a reunion? Fucking 17 years later, the reunion happened. Now what? There's not going to be another one. You know, they're not going to reunite another 15 years. And I think that's what one of the actors said on set. But that's true. You know, they're not going to do a second one of these reunions. So... In a way, it would have been better if they never did this reunion because Friends fans would have always had the reunion to look forward to. You know, like, one day they'll make a reunion. One day they'll make a reunion. Well, now the reunion happened. There's nothing left. It's done. Friends is officially, officially done. You can go back and watch the old seasons. You can go back and watch the reunion hundreds of times. But there's you're never going to get any new Friends-related material. And I think that is the most depressing part of it all. And, you know, that's when it hits you that like, damn, it's really done. And I'm super happy for all the fans. Again, I know I make fun of you guys all the time, but I'm happy for everyone. Look, I liked it. It was a cool reunion. Uh, not everything that I would have wanted. But again, I'm not the biggest friends fanatic on the planet. It was good enough for me. Wish they did some stuff differently. Um, and honestly, I just wish Matthew Perry the best. And I hope he gets out of whatever he's in. Uh, we got you, buddy. We, we, and you have friends, bro. Like you have some of the best friends on earth that are by your side. Please get better. Uh, yeah, that was my review. 
folks, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 21 of Do Not Worry. Please take a second to like this video. Leave a comment. Your engagement is extremely helpful with these videos. Uh, take a second to subscribe to the channel if you have not yet become a Do Not Warrior. I'm launching a second podcast at the end of the month, start of July. Stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, remember, no episode next week. I'm taking a week off, spending some time with my parents. So I appreciate you guys understanding. I'm going to miss you guys. Okay, take that time to catch up on some other episodes. Watch some UFO content. Uh, shit's going to get crazy. Uh, thanks again, folks. And as usual, do not worry. <laughs>